Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. Happy Saturday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this podcast episode. If you'd like to learn more about me and the business that I run, the Calgary Language Nerds, I encourage you to visit my website, which is azrinthelanguagenerd.com. That is spelled A Z or Z R E N thelanguagenerd.com. Or, of course, you can visit any of my social networks. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and, of course, on Twitter. My username is identical on every single platform. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And with that aside, let's dive into today's podcast episode. The first thing I'd like to share is a personal note today. I'm a little bit nervous because on Monday I have a midterm in my Mandarin class, rather my Chinese literature class at the University of Calgary. And real talk, I have skipped a good percentage of my classes. And even the classes that I went to, I wasn't fully paying attention. So I am a little bit nervous and I don't know exactly how the how the test is going to go. I hope it goes well, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I find that when I take classes at, at, at a university level, especially when it's not a language learning oriented class, and it's a class more oriented around literature or let's, yeah, literature or history even, I get the same problem. In that lecture style, in lecture style classes where the professor is lecturing us, right, and giving a lecture style of class, I really struggle to learn from those classes. I hear the teacher's words, the professor's words, but they don't fully sink into my brain. And I have a difficult time paying attention and actually learning in that environment. To be honest with you, I actually think a lot of people in that environment, all they're really doing, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but my guess is that a lot of people are simply listening, writing down notes, and understanding how to regurgitate that information onto a test, onto a test, onto a test paper. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. I question how many people are actually learning something from the experience. I do wonder about that. Myself, anyway, I don't really learn a lot from it. I mean, I, compu- I completed a whole French and Spanish degree and read lots of different books and articles and research papers and such and, and all sorts of different literature. And I remember less than 3% of it. I've forgotten even the titles of things that I've read. Like, I've even forgotten those. It's a little bit crazy. So I've got that coming up on Monday, and I have to study over the weekend to hopefully hopefully get some kind of an okay mark on it. So wish me the best of luck, I suppose. Now, in terms of our, our language learning topics today, I have a few things that I'd like to talk about. Um, the first one is a double-edged, what I'm going to call today, a double-edged sword. And... The topic is going to be why the word why is a double-edged sword for language learners. Let me see that again. Why the word why is a double-edged sword for language learners. I think that when you're learning a language, understanding why something is said the way it is said can be beneficial, but also has a, 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 a downside, a disadvantage that is incredibly important to be aware of. And I want to talk about this. So the, the positive element of why, understanding why do we say it like this? Why in French 
do we pronounce this word like this? Why in Spanish do we have to use this verb tense instead of that verb tense? Why in Mandarin do I have to, I don't even know, do I have to write characters with this stroke order? Why, etc. Understanding the why, the reasoning behind why something is said, the way it is said in a target language, may help you remember it for longer. So a great example is I've often worked with students learning French and their pronunciation improves quite a bit after I explain a lot of the French pronunciation rules and why, for instance, a common one I get is why the word marche, M-A-R-C-H-E, is pronounced marche, but the word marché, M-A-R-C-H-E, with an accent aigu, is pronounced marché. A lot of French learners, when they're learning, they don't make the connection between the E at the end of marche being silent, but the E with an accent aigu on top at the end of marche makes the A sound. That's, that's surprisingly, at least for me, something that a lot of French learners struggle with, um, at least initially in those beginner, in the beginner kind of phase, in the, in the beginner phase. So when you explain it, you do some practice around it, understanding that reasoning, aka the why, helps them to remember and helps them to, to, to accurately and correctly and naturally speak a language and retain that information in a long-term fashion, for the long-term. Now, there's a problem as well. The problem with the word why is that languages don't always have a logical reasoning behind why something is said the way that it is. Or more specifically, maybe the better way to say it is, even though technically there is some kind of logic as to why why such and such things are said in such and such way. There technically probably is a, a, a reason behind it. If you trace back the roots of the language and you work your way backwards, you can probably figure out how the language evolved so that people say something the way they say it, right? So for example, in French, we don't use the passé simple, it's a tense, the passé simple. We don't use it in casual day-to-day -day speech. How did that happen? Why did that happen? I actually don't know, but I'm sure if you work your way backwards through history, you can probably figure it out, right? There probably is a reason. But the, the problem is that dissecting or overanalyzing the reasoning behind everything, why everything is said in a certain way, is actually impractical. It's impractical and is going to slow the whole process of learning down. It slows you down because it's too much information to remember everything and remember all the connections. It might be interesting for you potentially. And if it interests you, by all means, dive right into it. But for the average language learner, the average person, most people, they're going to get overwhelmed if you overanalyze the language and get over analytical about it. So often when we're looking at this question of why and understanding the reasoning behind why certain things are said the way that they are said, you have to often let go and accept the fact that not everything in foreign language acquisition can slash should be broken down to a science. Maybe you can break it down to a science, but should it be broken down to a science and broken down? And should you be figuring out every single why? Probably, I mean, you could, 
but it's probably not going to help you learn the language any faster or any more effect efficiently. So that's kind of the double-edged sword, the, the double-sided coin, if you will, uh, for understanding the why behind why certain things are said in a certain way in different languages. The other thing I'd like to talk about today, and this is more of a general observation of myself, um, I'm someone who regularly sits with my own thoughts, uh, call it a form of meditation, I suppose. I do that regularly, uh, you know, multiple times a week, I would say, maybe multiple times a month sometimes if I'm on a bad month, quote unquote. And the other day when I was sitting down and doing my meditation, I had four different things come to mind that I value quite a bit. There are four, I suppose, characteristics or character traits, I suppose, or concepts. I don't quite know the right word. Let's just call them things for the time being. Four things that, that matter to me quite a bit. And these four things are, number one, work ethic. I, I like being productive. It makes me very happy. In fact, I, I follow this. I follow someone on my Instagram who posts a lot about uh, business-oriented topics. Uh, he's someone that I I, uh, I I know in my actual personal life as well, and he's post he posts a lot about business topics. He's he's a very money-oriented person. He's driven by money. That it, it genuinely excites him, and it, he's always kind of been that way as long as I've known him, and he's always been very financially successful, and he's very he's driven by it and it motivates him. So he's the kind of guy who will go make a lot of money and some, he does work hard for it, but he also sometimes doesn't work hard for it. Like he likes to work really hard and set things up in such a way where he can go make, you know, whatever, like half a million dollars and $600,000 in a year. Like he makes a lot of money, he makes a lot. And then he likes to go sit on beaches, kind of chill and buy really nice watches and, and purchase really fancy things and live a kind of a glamorous life that's kind of how he is and so sometimes he's not working all the time he likes to relax he likes to enjoy life and he he likes that that's how he is you know for me work ethic is i've realized this more and more over time i actually like working very hard you know i believe in the value of working hard to make money i think that's important but actually i realized more and more recently i just like to work hard I'm doing a podcast at 1.30 where I very well could right now just be chilling, doing whatever the heck I want. Like, I don't need to be doing this podcast. I'm just doing it because I want to be productive and I want to put time into work. So work ethic is very important to me. The second thing that came to mind is, is personal development. That's also very important to me. I highly value deepening my current skills and acquiring new ones. It's fun, challenging, and very satisfying. It fills, it really feeds my soul. The other thing is self-awareness and introspection. Self-awareness and introspection is arguably for me the most important one of these four, arguably. You know, I regularly look at the results I have in my life, what, what, you know, whether it be business results or my health results or how people treat me, you know, I look at my life in a very global sense and I try to be as realistic as possible with my decision-making. You know, otherwise you run the risk of becoming delusional, which is not good. Like how many people think they're amazing at singing and they try to be a professional singer and they're just never going to get there. They're being slightly delusional. So I try to be as grounded and practical and down to earth as possible. The fourth thing and the last thing that came to mind during my meditation was gratitude. 
In fact, maybe gratitude is the most important of these four now that I'm looking at the list and thinking about that list again. You know, I always remind myself that nothing really matters aside from my basic needs. Only basic needs are the only things that really matter and everything else is just a bonus. It's just a bonus. A basic life is is heaven. A basic life is heaven. And I think a lot of people don't view that view life that way. They don't view a basic life where this have a bed to sleep in, some food to eat, some water to drink, a couple friends, a little bit of family, you know, they're safe, no one's trying to kill them, no war zones, you know, clean air. You know, you you're not starving, you can pay your bills. You know, maybe watch a movie every now and then. Like, just a basic, basic life. It's all you need. And I think that's that's really important. That's already heaven as it is. That's literally heaven. It's the 1% life. It's literally, it's a stereotypical thing where people say it's the 1% lifestyle, but it really is a 1% life. It's like, if it, it, it would be like if you were in school and you had like 99, 98, 97% on every test you ever wrote, you are one of the smartest people in that school. You are one of the most highest performing people in that school. And that's just a reality. So I think about that a lot as well. Anyway, everybody, I think that this is a good time to wrap this podcast up. I appreciate your attention as always. Thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully I do well on my test on Monday. I hope you guys have a good rest of the weekend and we will talk very, very soon. Bye for now. See you.